This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. Hello and welcome to Hawkside Guns. This is the the gun collecting anonymous uh podcast <laughs> uh i am sean and with me is my uh my enabler jake yes sir and uh honestly he's my enabler too because i can't remember there's been one or two times but uh most of the time when one of us shows or some interest in something the other one's you know the devil on the shoulder going get it get it this night this chance will never come again get it yeah. You deserve you. You that. need this to complete you. This this gun <laughs> completes you, dude. It's your soulmate. Yeah, I hate that gun. It's a it's a shitty gun. You need a new soulmate. <laughs> well, I, you know, and today kind of leads into the conversation that we've had before in little bits here and there, especially after the last two purchases you made. Of yeah, where do you go from here? Okay, it took me an entire two weeks to even be interested in anything else or, or looking at anything else. Um, so in, in order to answer that question, i got to tell you a story to tell you that story. But before we do that, and we've, we've had this story uh, from you happen in here uh, the last couple of times, and we just haven't gotten to it, and I felt bad about that. You That's ordered... Good. You ordered a new gun recently, sir. Yes, I, I've I, I wanted a 12 gauge shotgun, and I've run into several issues with 12 gauge shotguns. <laughs> He's growing up, RJ. He's it's so <laughs> it's so beautiful. <laughs> okay, so a 12 gauge shotgun. Now that is quite a departure from Mister 410. Yes, it is. Well, first of all, um, I had had some issues with recoil in my shoulders uh, originally with 12-gauge shotguns, but um, as previously discussed with a almost dislocation that I had, um, 44 magnum out of a rifle kicks rather impressively as well. Yes, it does. As a matter of fact, so, I so have one with, of those, and yes, it does. <laughs> and I was not willing to get rid of that one, so I had to both through technique and uh, product, um, come up with a way of handling some recoil. Uh, not only did I actually learn to teach myself a little bit better how to actually hold and brace one, uh, because most of my previous experience was handguns, not rifles and shotguns. See, this is but, where I um, wish you were down here, because we could have worked on that together. I think I could have got you through that quicker. Well, and, and the other thing is I discovered those really, really comfy gel butt pads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so I ordered that with the gun. Um, the other thing I've run into with shotguns is uh, differences in the action. Now, I have not had a semi-automatic before, but I had tried the lever action, which I had some trouble with, and I tried pump action, which I'd have some trouble with, because I unfortunately have the arms of a T-Rex. <laughs> and even if I can get the length of pull right between for um, my trigger hand, reaching out for the pump action still has me holding it in a cockeyed weird direction. 
Which a semi-automatic would take care of that, by the way. Yes, and it, that's why I decided that that was going to be where I was going to go next, is semi-automatic. That, that but, can be great. However, it can also be kind of a booger to get one you actually like. What did you wind up For the sake of the story and our listeners, what did you wind <laughs> up with? Well, I, what I did is I bought the, um, the semi-automatic from Black Aces Tactical. I did some investigation, not only on in things that were in the price range that I was trying to purchase, because unfortunately I was not going to spend $1,500 on a 28-inch shotgun. I was looking for something around $400 on a 18-inch well, self-defense yeah. shotgun. Yeah, and to be fair, a defense shotgun should never cost as much as a beautiful semi-automatic hunting gun there's there's two those are two different animals that's like the difference between a ferrari and a delivery truck you know exactly and i'm quite or happy a half with track. delivery truck yeah you know it's like a you know it's it's like a lamborghini and a half track you know like there's there's two different functions here the only different you know the only similarities is they both have wheels you know um but uh, that's uh, that's a pretty serious gun. Now, did you get the uh, Pro Series X from Black uh, uh, Black Aces? No, it's it's the Pro Series S. Pro Series S. Okay, so hold on, let's see here. Okay, yeah, so, so is that the uh, pigeon handled one? I or the it, bird it head. With, it it came with the bird head handle, but I didn't put that on it. It's still got the the actual standard shotgun stock and grip on it oh so you've you've uh, taken delivery of this this firearm yes i have <laughs> so it came with two different stocks yeah similar to the it's it's actually the same almost the same size and shape as the lever action i sold i sold you but it's rather than being lever action it is semi-auto yeah Okay. Okay. Well, and see, the Rock Island came like that. Uh, the the one that I use for my personal defense gun. Uh, what? Now it's a pump gun, not a not a semi-auto. But they were similar in that it came with two different stock options and two different uh, uh, barrels. Right? It came with a short barrel and a long barrel. So yeah. And, and nope. Just the 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 eighteen and a half inch barrel, and that was it. Uh, so this is a, uh, 18 and a half inch barrel. And so you put a, a field stock on it. Yeah. Or it came with a field stock, I guess it came with a field stock on it and it's the black on black. Ooh. So black bolt, not a silver bolt. Yes. Oh. No, 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 no. I think the bolt is silver, okay. but it's the, the receiver is black and the, um, stock and foregrip are black. Right on. Uh, capacity. Uh, it'll hold six in the tube. Six in the tube. Uh huh. So six plus one. Now, oh. no, no, well, it's and it's also six two and a half, two and three quarter inch. It's two, two and a three quarter, or two and a half inch. Uh, two and three quarter is the the standard okay. kind of. Uh, it's uh, non inside. non non three inch. How about that? Non three inch. So six in the tube, one in the pipe. So six plus one. Yep. Oh my. Uh, so yeah, that's that's out there. I mean, it's I mean, it's not an eight plus one, but still, that's a lot in the. A lot of rock and roll going on. Uh, I, I live in a townhouse. If I can't clear people out of it with six shells, um, I, I'm not going to be able to. Yeah, and normally with a shotgun, one is enough. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at it here. It's very pretty. Uh, as defense guns go, it's very pretty. So this is an 18.5-inch well, barrel. The, and and the, the other part of it that, that was really, really, really awesome about it, it was available. <laughs> Now, see, are you still having 
uh, weapon availability issues were you? Not as not as much as before, but if I had but the one that I would have originally taken over it if I could have found it was the 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 Mossberg, the Mossberg nine thirty. Uh, which one is the nine? Hold on, I'm gonna look that up. Mossy nine thirty. It's basically the identical firearm, but it's Mossberg instead of Black Aces. Oh, I see. Oh, I don't know, man. That's that's pretty nice looking. And and it would have been uh, all polymer instead of blacked out wood. Mm. Honestly, I prefer the blacked out wood, but you know how I feel about that kind of thing. Now there is a Mossberg 930, and it's the one I gravitated to that looks like stainless on black nylon, and I like that yeah. a lot because because it looks like my Rock <laughs> Island, right? Because you know uh-huh. I like the blingy ones, but um, and I I will normally always pick a stainless over anything else, but um, I see your black one, you know that or that you're talking about. It does look very similar. Um, so you're saying that wasn't available where you are? Nope. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's available where I am actually. Um, well, the the the, the uh, and not to say that this is going to come as a surprise to you who've bought several of them so so far. The expensive. And even not so expensive hunting shotguns are back. Oh yeah, no, fully, fully. I can get any hunting shotgun I want in any uh, bore or gauge uh, that I that suits my fancy. Honestly. But defensive defensive ones are still, unless you're looking for just like a Maverick 88 for 150 bucks. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, the the defense guns are are a little. They have like Maverick, like you're saying, Maverick 88s. They have Pardoners. Um, they have uh, Remington 870 defense guns. You know, the blacked out ones, not the Wingmasters, but the blacked out Remington 870s, which uh, you know I prefer. But defense automatics. Yeah, no. That's that's a little yeah, I, you know, just uh, uh, looking back I and and I'm looking at like a couple places in my area, there's not a whole lot of those right now. Un- unless of course you're looking for something that is a little bit on the well, I think it's weird, but a lot of people love them. Uh have you noticed how many semi-automatic bullpup shotguns are available these days? Yeah, and I by, and and by brands you've never even heard of. Before. Yeah. Yeah, there's several at uh, all my local places. I've I've noticed even even the small place that's that's like a basically like a couple of counters and then a back area. You know, it's like that little gun store type thing. Um, they have like two or three of them for like sixteen hundred yeah. bucks, which I, I've, to me I, seems excessive. I've, I've seen it from seen them from everywhere from a couple hundred bucks all the way up to a couple grand. And but it's just the amount of bullpups shotguns that are out there at the moment is staggering. I've seen that. I know it's it's a it was a direct response to the times that we've had in the last year and a half. Uh, there's and I I understand it. I just and and I know that there's going to be some some righteous indignation when I say this. <laughs> I don't really see the need for them. And I, I know that's bad. And I'm not saying the design is bad. I, I'm not saying that that uh, uh, they don't deserve a place in the marketplace. I, I'm saying for well, me, I just don't see a, a use or, or why I should pay, at least for the ones I've seen, three, four times more for them than I would something of more classic design, maybe. Yeah. 
it, it also may be, you know, purpose driven to some extent. I mean, once again, if you're in your home and you're trying to defend your home, a bullpup may be very, very convenient for you. Um, you're not going to have much other use for it. I mean, from what I've been told, they're basic shit when it comes to uh, anything, any sort of sporting. Anything else. Anything else. Because you can't hold them correctly to to, to sight, you know, it, or to, to track anything. You, you have to hold them in tight. You have it, to basically fire from the hip, you know? I, I think what's kind of got me more than anything else is the the number of brands that I've never even heard of before coming out with these. Uh, I just, and so what my question is, and, and I may be way off base with this question, but I don't know is really what's bugging me is the quality of them. I can offer a little bit, but not much. Uh, I've seen several like you, I've seen several, and I'm I'm looking up right now uh, which one I have shot because a friend of mine brought it out to the ranch, and I'm like, what the hell is, <laughs> you know, like like it wasn't a Keltec, it wasn't from anybody I'd 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 heard of. Um, uh, crap, I'm looking and seeing if I can find it. Uh, there was okay, okay, I found him. I've had my hands on two. Uh, one was a Tavor. Oh well, Tavor is actually easy because that's uh, that's who Tavor is. Um, is IWI. Okay. Um, well, the, the, the Tavor the Tavors are made by the, the Israelis. That actually is a quality firearm. And it was expensive. The dude paid f- like sixteen hundred bucks for it. What, was it the one with the rotating? Um, uh, um, tube magazine tube. No, this one was a single barrel, and it didn't have any kind of drum action in it. It was um. Oh. But, um, IWI Tavor makes a bullpup shotgun. That and it is actually. Yeah. That has a a ma- that basically what it has is three magazine tubes. So once you fire one magazine tube dry versus having to reload it, you just spin it to the next magazine tube. Wow. <laughs> now the thing is huge. Yeah, this wasn't like that. This was very pretty. I mean, as as bullpups go, it was pretty compact. Uh, it held uh, four three inch shells. Uh, okay. So I mean, it was it was a big boy. I mean, it was eight pounds. Uh, it had a Benelli choke in it, and it was uh, I, I I know that because I checked, and <laughs> it was. Interesting. It it felt like it wasn't going to fall apart. Okay, it was a quality firearm. I, I the construction of it was very good, uh, but you know we all shot it. And went wow, it's a bullpup. You know, I mean, like there he was standing out in the field full of all uh, you, you know classically carrying clay guys. You know, and and he brought a bullpup shotgun just to show us and everything. It was in the truck. And uh, you guys won't believe this. And it, I mean, it was cool and everything, but we went, wow, it was quality. We liked it. Um, about uh, a couple of months later, uh, this was during the pandemic. Uh, a guy came out with a centurion or a century, a century centurion. Okay. And once again, century arms is a 
Now, I knew who Century was. Okay, I I knew and I'd seen Century Arms before, um, but this was a bullpup that it looks. Yes, that is exactly the the Tavor that that I uh, I okay, had my hands on because that's the one I'm talking about. That one actually really? has the the rotating. I didn't um, feel like it or, or anything it, like it. He didn't mention it, but yeah, that's yeah, exactly you, it. If you look at where the, the actual hand grip is, you actually see you'll actually see it because it's actually got. The, the feeding tube and you'll actually look down you'll see another one that if you actually were to spin it it would get another feed tube yeah no i didn't notice any of that uh it was it was reasonably well balanced uh but it was um it was weird uh, i guess is the only thing just because it was new and it's a different form factor and all that kind of thing it was comfortable uh and it didn't buck terribly i mean it hit but it didn't buck right and when i say that when i when i say it hit but it didn't buck um it it pushed back right it had a lot of recoil but the barrel didn't kick up uh like shotguns can uh so like if you mount a shotgun classically in your shoulder pocket uh they they have a tendency uh just like a pistol or, or anything else uh, shotguns uh, are pretty low chamber pressure, but they have a lot of recoil because you're 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 spreading that out a lot, so it kicks a little bit. So, yeah, but but even then, you know, IWI Tavor is a is a worldwide company that's you know we're talking about the people who make the Jerichos and the Masadas and uh, they they just make excellent firearms. But I'm sitting here looking at something from LKCI Vizier or lander arms um i've never even heard of these guys before you know uh, g-force at least i heard of lsi at least i've heard of hat zen I, I i you know once again i'm just looking at a lot of these brands that i have no clue who they are zhang zhu what do you bet that's chinese <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> um well and, and there's r- a lot r- of randacow i dude i i have no idea you know, and, and, and that's kind of where I was going with all of this is the fact that you've got all these brands out there and I have no concept whether or not they're any good. Well, and and that's you know what I, I, I love about that uh, is. Is the competition and the fact that you can get them here and the fact that uh, there are people starting up in the or or at least importing to here that we have never had 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 here before and i and, and i know where you're going with that it's it's nice to see new products coming out there on the market and, and things of that nature i i guess maybe after the years i finally got a slightly snobbish on brands and stuff like that i guess i i, I worry when i look at a bullpup in a brand that i don't know about and realize the shell's going off right next to your head I mean, I don't know if you saw the thing on YouTube. We've already got a guy who blew up a uh, a Barrett on in his face not too long Kentucky ago. Kentucky so. Ballistics. Now, now I will say this: that wasn't his fault. Oh, oh it I'm wasn't the gun's it, fault. Yeah, I think it was a. It was, and he has explained it many times. And that's that. What he did, in my opinion, and that's all that it is. I am super glad he is okay. And I'm super glad that the. The uh, he got in touch with the maker of that particular Barrett and uh, or that that particular 50 cal. And what he was doing is firing very old 
very hot rounds that were inconsistent as old hot rounds, old tracer rounds tend to be. And the chamber pressure in that was somewhere around 85,000 PSI. Now, when you're firing hot rounds like that, you have the potential to overpressure the chamber past its limits. And that's exactly what happened to him and that rifle at that point. Well, no, no judgment on, on what happened to him. But when you, when you have a Barrett explode, your general thought process is likelihood. Not definitely, but likelihood it's user error. Yes, in that case it was not, but okay. it was. But, but but once again, you can you can generally say that it a Barrett just does not typically explode. You can generally go with that thought process and feel relatively confident that your Barrett is not going to explode on you if you follow the instructions. But you know, I don't think it was a Barrett, by the way. I think it was it was another manufacturer. But yeah. well, uh, okay. Continue. Um, we'll use Barrett. I'm using it as an example. Yeah, it's sort of like Q-tip or something like that. <laughs> yes. Exactly. But you know, you've got a, a a shotgun bullpup shotgun, which means the um the the round is going off next to your head, and it's made by Randical. I don't have the same level of confidence that that's not going to blow my the side of my head off. Oh, absolutely. And and here's the thing about that. Uh, I, I love finding weird and unique things in the things that I shoot. Now I am not into bullpup shotguns in any way. Uh, it's not that I think that they, it's a bad design or that they are ineffective. I think they're fine for what they do. Uh, but the thing Uh, I do is, and even then, if I had a, a Remington or a Mossberg bullpup shotgun. Not that either one of them makes one, but if I had one, I wouldn't be having the same worry. Well, and you know, yeah, and that I, that was a, be, about to be, be my willing, point. You know, like I'd if, be willing to try a Randacal handgun, even then, if it explodes. I mean, who, who needs all your fingers? Um, well, if I had an LKCI, whatever it is, uh, pump action shotgun, I'd be willing to try that. You know, hey, I've never heard of that. You know, where's it made? Who makes it? You know, whatever. Let's check this thing out. Now, a couple of things that are different about shotguns that are than rifles or pistols is normally the chamber pressure is exceedingly low, comparatively speaking. Like a 22 yes. round or, you know, a 22 long rifle has higher sometimes chamber pressure than a 12 gauge shotgun in some instances. Okay, depending on what load you're running and all that kind of stuff. In the rounds I use, you're talking about six to seven thousand, maybe eight thousand psi, and that's pretty. That sounds like a lot. It's really not in comparison, right? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. A 308 rifle puts out a disgusting amount more. I'm feeling like an idiot right now because I just brought that up and realizing I now cannot remember the numbers involved, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah a a 40 uh, uh the like let me give you something like this a 380 okay and i happen to know this a 380 puts you know i think 60 16,000 psi out a nine millimeter luger is 30,000 psi okay 
A Smith and Wesson 38 is 65,000 psi. Okay, the chamber pressure of a 22 long rifle is, I think, max pressure is is 8,000 or, or you know somewhere around there, which is also the same chamber pressure, by the way, of a 12 gauge shotgun shell. Okay, so. You're talking about any pistol or rifle round is going to be more chamber pressure than a 12-gauge shotgun. 20-gauge is less than that. Or actually, no, a little bit more than that. But a 12-gauge shotgun, if you're running a bullpup rifle, is running around eight 9,000 PSI, roughly. And I'm sure there's going to be table guys who know all this stuff and, and memorize the, <laughs> the ballistics and everything. But but you're you're talking about those numbers, which is why normally I don't, really have a fear of blowing a chamber up unless you're doing something weird blowing a chamber up in a shotgun because it's that's just not how they fail you're, you're not running dragon fire rounds <laughs> no in fact i have never done that through once i found out what they were and what they did i'm like <laughs> why would you destroy your gun like that you know like no <laughs> give me some double lot buck they're just as dead yeah you know, like, like I've never really gotten into the whole cult of of overly hot rounds in shotguns it's just it's overkill you don't need it generally speaking again personal opinion uh however <laughs> <laughs> however uh it, to to me you know like firing those bullpup rifles even though I didn't know where they came from or one you know they're from China or whatever uh, it it didn't really bother me because I I didn't feel unsafe uh, as far as like this thing may explode just because twelve gauge rounds kind of don't do that. You have a lot a lot less um, uh, chance or or, or percentage wise. It's very 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 low that this will have a, an explosive chamber problem without a crimped barrel. Or or something that it, you know a, a, a blocked chamber or something like that um, is really the only way you're going to have one of those explosive situations in a low pressure 12 gauge situation. Cram, cram the wrong choke in it. You know. Well, even then, you know, what are you gonna like? You'd have to cram a, a plug in it uh, to to make it because even a, a a turkey choke. Right, which is one of the most extreme chokes you can put in a shotgun. You can still run a freaking slug through it in most cases because they'll deform. Like they, they're made. Shotgun ammunition is made to conform to chokes, right? Because they know you're going to be using a choked barrel one way or the other, right? So even uh, a 410 on a full choke can fire a uh, rifled slug through it. So uh, to me, it's just and I and I do remember having to ask you that, considering the fact that I'm not a shotgun guy. When I bought my 410, going, can I run a slug? <laughs> Am I going to blow this up? <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're not. They're made to do that, and and it's so they're they're to me. I I because I play with shotguns and because I play with old shotguns and ones that are unreliable and ones that are. Uh, broken in some way or something like that. The reason I feel comfortable not being a trained gunsmith and doing this, and I've gotten a lot of practice over the last couple of years, especially with shotguns, is because of the low chamber pressure. And that if you do have a problem, that's not going to be it. You know, uh, it won't fire. 
or it won't eject or, you know, something like that. You know, if it doesn't eject with a 12-gauge shotgun, you just wander around. And say, All right, somebody find me a stick. You know, we'll jam it down the barrel and get it the hell back out, you know. And with with a normal shotgun, and this is uh, one of the differences, I think, um, that, that makes me comfortable versus a bullpup. In a normal situation, the first thing you do if you have a, a jammed shell or a non-ejecting shell is take the barrel off the gun. Separate the barrel from the chamber from the firing pin. And it's very easy. Normally, there's just a cap, and you just yank on it, and it, the barrel comes off. And you have now effectively made the gun safe because there's no firing pin. You get a stick, you cram it down the barrel, you pop the shell out, and go, huh, that was weird. And and that's it. With a bullpup, you can't do that, by the way. It actually, it, even with like a lot of handguns and rifles, you can't do that. You get something jammed in there, and you start wondering whether or not if you bang it hard enough, is the pin going to get hit? Right. So... So with a shotgun especially, it's a very safe firearm from a number of, of, of aspects because of the way they fail and the way they work. Normally, they're exceedingly safe, and you can have a 50-year-old gun, and I do. You can have a gun that's been repaired by a non-professional, and I am. You can have <laughs> uh, parts that you swap in and out and everything, and... And ah, we fixed the problem because shotguns are very easy to do that way. They're normally very cheap, very reliable, and when they do have a problem, that's you know a, an exploding chamber situation is not the problem, right? Because of the way they're made. Now, all that to say, bullpup shotguns are not the same animal. <laughs> Okay, they are much, much more like a rifle or a pistol in that when they fail, you can't just yank the barrel out, right, and separate the pin from the chamber. You can't because it is it's actually built more like a rifle. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. Very much so. Even even the shotguns that are built like AR platforms. Once again, it's not the same thing as your standard pump action shotgun. Right. So. There's there's a large difference in the and some of that comfort level for me is no longer there because you can't just all right take the cap off take the barrel off at that point you now have a stick and a handle right it's not like it ceases to become a firearm once you remove the chamber from the rest of the mechanism right you it's it's no longer like I store. Um, long-time store, especially project guns that have had problems, you yank the barrel off of them, they are now really interesting and very expensive paperweights. Uh, or, or a club. Yeah, you know, or a stick, or a club, it, or something like that. In fact, and I'm going to someone, someone out there in the world, I was listening to a another podcast with someone being interviewed who was, um, and I for life, I can't remember who it was, but he was a... Um, soldier in Vietnam and he said his two weapons is he was one of the people carrying the shotgun Mm -hmm. and uh, is is 45 and he said he remembered actually taking a round through the the receiver of the shotgun into his hand dropping the shotgun and just spending the rest of the battle with his 45 and after everything was said and done his um, 
uh, commanding officer came back to him with a shotgun and asked him why he had thrown down a perfectly good weapon. And he said, but, sir, it, it took a round. And he sat there and said, young man, that is a one perfectly good club you can beat anyone to death with if it comes down to it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Um, it is. Uh, and, and anyone who listens to this show on the regular will know that I have a love affair with shotguns. I, I do. I love them. I think they're a wonderful, wonderful home defense weapon. I think they're wonderful for sport. I think they're great for hunting. I don't generally do hunting, but they're really good for it for a lot of hunting. Um, well, it is it, to me, it's the most multi-purpose of, of firearms. But but even then, with a few with few exceptions, like some of the like cowboy style revolvers that you can get into stuff of that nature, you have to admit the shotguns also fall into your aesthetic tastes and your ability to oh very much so make them pretty. Yes. Oh no, completely. To me, it's 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 you know it fulfills all the needs right they can be pretty they can be worked on they can't they're inexpensive to get into you know more than you know you can buy a perfectly new shotgun that will do almost everything that you ever wanted to do make it pretty or make it you know buy an old one buy whatever and they last you know just like any other thing but to me it's the versatility and how beautiful they are to me uh, that makes them so special and I have trouble falling in love with rifles like that because you can't do the things that I like to do, which is go bust, explode clays with a rifle. But you can do other things with them. You know, you can do long distance. <laughs> you can do things over 100 yards with a rifle. You can't do that with a shotgun. <laughs> well, it's also a difference in experience and what it is that you're trying to do oh absolutely if if you want to throw things up in the air and watch them explode you're you're right you're not going to do that with a rifle right but if you want to get into the precision and the numbers and the angles and all that kind of stuff well shotgun ain't your ride yeah that's a rifle you know and there's there's people who uh like a good friend of mine is a uh uh cowboy quick draw guy yeah, uh, uh, and they use uh, he's he's got a beautiful, beautiful. You've probably heard me talk about it on the cast every once in a while. Uh, he's got a beautiful Ruger Vaquero that yes. um, they they you know it's it's I think eighty five percent engraved, and he sent it to this guy, and it took a year and a half to come back, and and you know it's it's beautiful. It's a work of art. It really is, and you know they don't actually shoot forty five long colt out of there. They shoot. Um, I don't know some kind of modified blank that that it has a projectile, but it's they're not shooting you know straight lead or anything like that for those cowboy competitions. Uh, there is a target, and they do, I think they pop balloons or pop some kind of, of speed target or, or something like that. I I I don't know, but um, and I'm not gonna be an idiot and and guess, but I, I know it's no no it's, no that's my job. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's not straight 45 long colt, right? Uh, but, uh, it's this beautiful thing and he's got this, this, uh, interesting holster and he's had the hammer modified because, you know, he's got one gun that he uses to fan with, which is, uh, taking your hand or your finger and then smacking the hammer. Right. And he's got another one that he thumb cocks and, and there's, 
there's all these kind of guns for this these these competitions that he goes to where a shotgun is absolutely useless. You know, he can't have any fun with that. It's not a speed draw, right? There's a lot of things about a shotgun that are cool, but it, holstering isn't one of them, you know. Uh, so there's like there's that kind of fun. There's the kind of fun where you're talking about where it's like, okay, let's talk about ballistics and, and windage and precision and and long distances and, and optics and, and things like that. You're, again, not talking a shotgun. You're talking a rifle. Yeah, if you see somebody coming out to the, the range with a notebook. <laughs> yeah, they are in for the afternoon. <laughs> they might fire one round every couple of minutes, you know, because they're taking notes. And, uh, and they're trying to get them all through the same hole. Yeah, you know, and and that's a fun afternoon for them. Oh, uh, absolutely. The, to to me, that's torture. <laughs> you know, like nothing exploded. I'm trying. It's the wind blew and it's crappy. You know, like for me, when the wind blows uh, really hard, you get a good gust of wind. It blows the clay around and it makes you miss it. You're like, oh my god, did you see that? That was awesome. We missed it. Here, throw another one. Let's throw another one. Let's see if we can get it to do it again. I mean, that's that's a great time. You know. Uh, for them, they're like, crap, well, that throws the numbers off. You know, now I got to adjust for a different windage. And now, you know, we got to we got to hold off different and we got to go, you know, three up and two over, you know. And to me, it's it's a very frustrating thing. You know, like when you go to the round the range with uh, pistols. You know, yes. what is what is your. What is your good time? Like what's I, I like hearing the metal go ping and fall over. <laughs> exactly. That's a, a, a and, joyous and, noise for you. And, and then when you've got the uh, the forty four magnum rifle, it's uh, did you blow the metal piece off the actual piece of wood and hoping that the guys who own the range don't didn't actually notice while you go put it back. <laughs> Let's see. And, and to me. The great thing about firearms and guns in general is you get you get all these 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 things that make you happy, right? These oh yo man, I, I put all four of them, you know, all, all this entire magazine dink, you know, ding 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 ding, you know, <laughs> it, it was every one of them. There wasn't ding 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 shit, you know. <laughs> It wasn't like that was a bad that was a bad, that was a bad magazine. I, was, I think that's, that was, it probably had some duds in there, but the, I mean the 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 thing about it is there's there's all this kind of joyous things happening with all of these types of guns. I'm not sure what a happy time is with a bullpup shotgun. Like, I, I don't know, because you can't do clays with it. You can't do, it's not a long distance thing. Um, you can hit whatever the hell it is you're trying to hit short distance with a with a ping target, you know, um, like where. And, and the only thing I can think of with them is, is that the way it's a bullpup is set up is that if you're having to cruise through your house. Yeah, it, I mean, that's, that's yeah. all it is. And then I guess I. A long way of saying, a 15-minute way of saying, uh, there's nothing else you can do with this except for home defense. Yeah. There's nothing. It does nothing else. And to me, 
with the uh, semi-limited budget and, and ability <laughs> to purchase guns. It's uh, not on your list. It's not. And, and it's not because it doesn't. And, and again, a 15, 20-minute way of saying. And it's not because it's an ineffective weapon. It's it's not from all all uh, uh, resources and ex- experiences that I've seen. It's very effective at doing what he does, uh, or doing what it does. But it's for all intents and purposes, it's built to mow people down. That's yes. what its job is. And I have something very effective for that. It's a pump action twelve gauge, and I feel very comfortable that a four plus one. Uh, pump action 12 gauge with a double op buck in it will solve the problems that I have at home. So I don't, I don't see the need to have one of these. I think they're very effective at what they do and they are really interesting. I just, at this point don't see need to have one. And, And it, and it brings us full circle around to the question then is why the hell are there so many of them out there these days then? That is a fantastic question. I think, and this is again, just my personal opinion. Hit us up on Twitter if you want to yell at me. We don't even have an email address anymore because uh, <laughs> nobody was using it, and we get more people through Twitter. Um, Hawkside Guns, by the way, if you're looking for at Hawkside Guns, if you're looking for us on Twitter, uh, for both of you listening. And uh, <laughs> actually, we're up to about 75 people now, which oh. is. A lot. We, bro- we, we broke 50. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're up to about 75 people now. Wow. Um, you know, to give you some idea, uh, before we, Jake and I decided to restart this cast, the month before we did that, we had 13 downloads. That's not people. That's 13 downloads. <laughs> right? So it had dwindled some. Uh, ever, ever so slightly ever so slightly and of course uh once we restarted we lost some people because uh they were family members of mine and they were listening for buona and uh there was that uh also um you know thank you to all you wholesome addiction people which is where i think the bulk of our listenership had come from um welcome and uh, we don't say that enough thank you thank you thank you thank you for downloading <laughs> Uh, but we're up to about 75 now and, and welcome all of you, uh, to this, uh, gun addiction rambling mess. But, uh, I think I honestly think, okay. If the people have come over here from WA, then they are not expecting concise, straightforward, directed conversation. Well, if they were, they sure as shit shouldn't have been, but (laughs) I, I can't imagine they expected that from me. Uh, or, you know, and if they've heard you before, you know, you're pretty concise on, on WA, but I've heard you on other stuff and, and talked to you in person and no. Uh, so yeah, no, yeah, I, I do not think linearly. No. Uh, which is why we get along actually. Uh, I'm quite known for lateral thinking on other topics, but, uh, and there might be another cast in the future about that kind of thing. But, uh, again, all that to say, I think the reason these are popular is because panic buyers like things that seem tactical. 
I actually can't argue with that. For the amount of people out there who just up and bought uh, AR-22 long rifles um, just because they were ARs and they thought that's what they needed to have in their homes, I can't argue with that statement. I, I really think that's what it is because there's nothing else like it. You could sell if you were a sales, if like if you flipped the script on this and you were a salesman and I've been in this situation where I was trying to sell someone a gun, right? One of my collection oh, that I was trying I, to do. And you I worked in a shop. I did it through most of the pandemic. And that's actually why it's making sense to me, because I'm sitting here thinking of how many people who came in and said, I'd like to purchase an AR. How about that one over there? And my response is, but it's only a 22 long rifle. And the response I got back was, but it's an AR. Right. And so I'm picturing the same thing is I need a tactical shotgun. Well, I have this rep tech or whatever the hell it's called, and I'll take it. Yeah. Oh, that looks that even looks dangerous and tactical and futuristic. And they do. They do look that way. Hell, most of your science fiction movies these days, they've got the the bad guys carrying bullpup shotguns because they looked futuristic. And and I get it. Uh, I just, and maybe because I know about shotguns and and what they do, like, and this is this was the the first time this was explained to me. It was on. I wish I could remember what YouTube channel it was on. It was an old guy, but it wasn't Hickok Forty Five. It was an old guy, and he was explaining. Uh, the difference between a tactical rifle and a regular lever action. And he goes, look, this is the same bullet, okay? Same round, same chamber pressure, same everything. Same round, same ballistics. This gun, and he held out like a, a Western lever action. And this gun, and he held out like a tactical rifle-looking thing. Fire the same round. You know, it's the same thing. In fact, they have the same length of barrel. They have the same, you know, and it's just that this one is seen as more dangerous than this one. And I think with shotguns, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, In fact, uh, which is kind of funny, uh, the hunting shotguns or target shotguns actually have a higher muzzle velocity for the shot than some of these bulb in fact a lot of these bull pups do because you you know a lot of the hunting guns have a 30 inch barrel and these bull pups not so much you know and once again you're talking about something to have out in a field that you're trying to shoot something far away versus exactly you're trying to get down the hall right i mean these these bull pups normally have an 18 and a half inch barrel uh so but it, it's it's like that, you know, like I can explain to you, like if you were to, to buy a an 870, right, there's nothing you can't do that a shotgun does with an 870 shotgun, right? There's nothing. You can hunt with it. You can hunt anything that you can do with a shotgun you can do with an 870. You can use it for, uh, for home uh, defense. Hell, a Mossberg 500, same yeah, thing. It, same thing. Exact same thing. There's nothing you can't do with that. Nothing. It can be converted or automatically does naturally anything a shotgun will do. Anything. 
You can you can use it for sport. You can use it for hunting. You can use it for defense. You can use it for anything. You can't do that with a bullpup. And I guess that's really the part that bothers me. Not only can I not use it for my sport and the things that I enjoy doing, which is uh, making bits of clay um, fall over a field or a pond or a lake, um, you, you can't do anything else with it. It's it's literally built to kill people. That's its entire job. Well, well even then, going back to the, the IWI Tavor, um, that was built for the Israeli Defense Force. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's. I mean, if we really want to be politically incorrect, and, and uh, um, this is, I'll take responsibility for this one. They they built it to kill Palestinians. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's. <laughs> you are technically correct. Uh, there's, uh, the, but there's. Uh, I, it, I, okay. It, all, all, all joking aside, it, it is actually built as a, as you put with certain other things before, like the AK-47. That Tavor is built as a weapon of war. It is. It, it's not meant to be a sporting shotgun. It is meant to kill people. It is, and that's all it's for. And I don't have a problem with that. I just don't need to own one. And I, I know it's the panic buying, and I know it's the the people who feel unsafe and they want something that makes them feel unsafe and holding a scary shotgun, a scary looking shotgun makes them feel safe and they all spend money to do that. I think that's the simple answer normally is the correct one. And I, I think that's the reason why. And I really can't argue with that. I even throw in politics of you've got people still panic buying just due to the political climate we live in these days. Yeah. I, although there's less of that around here uh, than there used to be. I, there's more worry as you come out towards the different coasts where you've got m- more stringent gun control. We, we don't have the governors on the, on the coasts that are saying what the governors in middle America are saying, which is we're not even going to enforce any gun control laws. If you, if you create them, um, whereas, you know, you've got a lot of the state legislatures on each coast going, yes, good, more gun control, give it to us. Um, <laughs> and, and so you do have a lot of people here panic buying because they're not sure what it is that they will or won't be able to buy or what hoops they're going to have to jump through in order to purchase something later on. Well, and that's that's very true. Um, but to to circle back around, uh, have you fired the Black Aces semi-automatic? I actually have not. It's one of the things I'm incredibly jealous of you for because you have had much much more opportunity to go to the range because you still have much much more access to ammo than I do. Yeah, I don't only have access to a range because I own the land. Uh, I, I have, um, I have a lot more ammunition coming through here, uh, at least for what I shoot, uh, yes. than I think you do. I, I, I at least managed to start finding, you know, um, nine millimeter ammo at closer to forty to uh, fifty cents a round versus a dollar a round. So the price is starting to come down, and I can order it if I want to. I'm still spoiled by spending $10 a box versus spending $25 a box. Yeah, brother, I, I don't know if it's going to come down that 
much in the next couple of years. I just don't think you're going to see 9mm return to its previous prices um, for a while. I'd be happy if I could get it down to $20 a box. 9mm? Oh, you're looking for people stoppers, not round nose, right? Well, well, once again, uh, round nose is, used to be $10 a box. If I can get down to 20 instead of 25, I'd be happy. You're kidding. It's still 20 bucks up there? Yep. Wow. Yeah, down here it's about 15. How, see, that's what I would be used to. And and hollow points typically are about 20 to 30 dollars a box, which I'm once again, I'm okay with I, because I, I don't buy as many of those. I haven't even seen a hollow point uh 9mm down here. The only thing we're getting is is round nose, or at least that's all I've seen. If if they've got actually, hollow points, that I haven't seen them. Actually, that's the exact opposite here. We're getting lots of expensive hollow points. We're not getting much in the way of round nose for for range stuff. Wow. Yeah, no. We're um we've we've gotten some uh that's actually not true either. I I think I saw a couple SIG 9mm hollow point stuff, but they were they were like $50 a box. I mean, it was it was pretty outlandish. Now they sold it all, but um we get a lot more target rounds down here like Blazer, you know, 9 by 19 um yeah i i can order blazer um for somewhat less expensive but quite frankly the blazer in the stores up here if you can find it is going for 50 dollars a box wow yeah still yeah we're yeah it's not that bad here it's it's i guess it's just reversed and it's and i suppose it's what market you're in and and all that but man that's that's the. Oh, I'm sorry you haven't gotten to shoot it. That really sucks balls. Uh, there's, there's nothing worse than having a gun <laughs> and not being able to shoot it for a super length of time, and you're just like, Aah! you know, it's it's, it's pretty oh, terrible. Uh, if, if nothing else, I'm gonna have to go soon just to pop pop off some. Make sure I still know how to aim. Well, we will look forward to that, and uh, we will keep you updated on, on that, guys. And we are sorry we spent most of the cast on bull pups, but we will. Uh, it was it was it was a topic. It was a topic, and I think it was a valid one. Uh, so uh, we will we will punch this one out, and then. Well, how about this? How about if I throw a challenge out to our seventy-five listeners? Right on. Okay. Yeah, uh, as he said, at Hawkside Guns on Twitter. Start sending us pictures of your guns. Give us something else to talk about. Oh, man, that'd be great. I'd love to talk about that. Or, or even if you have a topic that you want to hear us ramble about, hear an opinion, non-factual opinion, <laughs> about, uh, just throw it out there. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. At Hawkside Guns on Twitter, we would love to hear it. We'd love to see it. And uh, we will totally, totally talk about that. Uh, in that case, uh, thank you very much, and we will see you next time. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawksideguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.